and so you get streets that go straight up and that are extremely dangerous where they should have followed the contours of the hills. Now, however, I think we should begin by talking a little bit about when we use the word physical reality as distinct from abstraction, what are we talking about? Because you see, there's going to be a fight about this philosophically. If I say that the, the final reality that we're living in is the physical world, a lot of people will say that I'm a materialist, that I'm unspiritual, and that uh, I think too much of an identification of the man with the body. You, any, any book that you open on yoga or uh, Hindu philosophy will have in it a uh, declaration that you start a meditation practice by saying to yourself, I am not the body. I am not my feelings. I am not my thoughts. I am the witness who watches all this and is not really any of it. And so if I were to say then that the physical world is the basic reality, I would seem to be contradicting what is said in these Hindu texts. But um, it all depends on what you mean by the physical world. What is it? First of all, it must be pointed out that the idea of the material world is itself philosophical. It is in its, uh, in its own way a symbol. And so if I take up something that uh, is generally agreed uh, to be something in the material world, and I argue that this is material, of course it isn't. Because nobody has ever been able to put their finger on anything material. That is to say, if you buy the word material, you mean some sort of basic stuff out of which the world is made. By, say, analogy with the art of ceramics, pottery, uh, we use clay and we form it into various shapes. And so a lot of people think that the physical world is various forms of matter. And nobody has ever been able to discover any matter. They've been able to discover various forms, yes, various patterns, but no, no matter. You can't even think what, how you would describe matter in some terms other than form. Because whenever a physicist talks about the nature of the world, he, he describes a, a form, he describes a process which can be put into the shape of a mathematical equation. And so if you say A plus B equals B plus A, everybody knows exactly what you mean. It's a perfectly clear statement. But nobody needs to ask what do you mean by A or what do you mean by B? Or if you say 1 plus 2 equals 3, that's perfectly clear. But you don't need to know 1 what, 2 what, or 3 what. And all our descriptions of the physical world have the nature of these formulae, numbers, they are simply mathematical patterns, because what we're talking about is pattern. But it's pattern of such a high degree of complexity that it's very difficult to deal with it by thinking. In science, uh, we really work in two different ends of the spectrum of reality.
we can deal with problems in which there are very few variables or we can deal with problems in which there are almost infinitely many variables but in between we're pretty helpless in other words the average person cannot think through a problem involving more than three variables without a pencil in his hand that's why for example it's difficult uh, to learn complex music think uh, of an organist who has two keyboards or three keyboards to work with his hands and each hand is doing a different rhythm and then his feet on the pedals he can be doing a different rhythm with each foot now that's a different difficult thing for people to learn to do just like to rub your stomach in a circle and pat your head at the same time takes a, a, a little skill now uh, most problems with which we deal in everyday life involve far more than three variables and uh, we are really incapable of thinking about them actually the way we think about most of our problems is simply going through the motions of thinking we don't really think about them we do most of our decision making by hunch you can collect data about a decision that you have to make but the data that you collect has the same sort of relation to the actual processes involved in this decision as a uh, skeleton to a living body it's just the bones and there are all sorts of entirely unpredictable possibilities involved in every decision and uh, you you don't really think about it at all the truth of the matter is that um, we are as successful as we are which is surprising uh, the degree to which we are successful in conducting our everyday practical lives because our brains do the thinking for us in an entirely unconscious way the brain uh, is far more complex than any computer the brain is in fact the most complex known object in the universe because our neurologists don't understand it they have a very primitive conception of the brain and admit it and therefore if we do not understand our own brains that simply shows that our brains are a great deal more intelligent than we are uh, meaning by we the thing that we have identified ourselves with instead of being sensible and identifying ourselves with our brains we identify ourselves with a very small operation of the brain which is the faculty of conscious attention which is a sort of radar that we have that scans the environment for unusual features and we think we are that and we are nothing of the kind that's just a little uh, little trick we do so actually we, our brain is analyzing all sensory input all the time analyzing all the things you don't notice don't think about don't have even names for and so it is this marvelous complex goings on which is responsible for our being able to adapt ourselves intelligently to the rest of the physical world the brain is furthermore an operation of the physical world but now you see though we get back to this question 
physical world. This is a concept. This is simply an idea. And uh, if you want to ask me to differentiate between the physical and the spiritual, I will not put the spiritual in the same class as the abstract. But most people do. They think that one plus two equals three is a proposition of a more spiritual nature than, say, for, for example, a tomato. <laughs> but I think a tomato is a lot more spiritual than one plus two equals three. <laughs> this is where we really get to the point. That's why in Zen Buddhism, when people ask what is the fundamental principle of Buddhism, you could very well answer a tomato. <laughs> because uh, look how when you examine the material world how diaphanous it is it really isn't very solid a tomato doesn't last very long nor for that matter do the things that we consider most uh, exemplary of physical reality such as mountains the poet says the hills are shadows and they flow from form to form and nothing stands because the physical world is diaphanous it's like music uh, when you play music it simply disappears there's nothing left and that for that very reason it is one of the highest and most spiritual of the arts because it is the most transient and so in a way you might say that transiency is a mark of spirituality a lot of people think the opposite that the spiritual